If you enjoy Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, there is an amazing resource at your fingertips full of great videos and full of technique thoughtfully explained. The website's tfsjujitsu.com. Now, this website features tons of videos that help break down various techniques and help explain step-by-step on how to get you there. With gi and no-gi instructionals, it has something for everybody who enjoys BJJ. This website has been meticulously put together by Team Balance Black Belt, Ben Tallini. And his focus was to build a website where people felt confident in the information they were getting. TFSJujitsu.com is full of videos of various positions, submissions, takedowns, and more. One of my favorite things about the website is Ben invites other instructors to share their favorite techniques and break them down into bite-sized pieces. So, listen, it's a great website. I think you guys are going to enjoy it, especially if you enjoy Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Make sure you check them out at TFSJujitsu.com. That's T-F-S-J-I-U-J-I-T-S-U.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Corey Cast. This episode is with my friend John Page. John is the owner of Three Lives Bar slash Arcade, or also known as a Barcade, downtown Syracuse. It's a great little spot, and not only do they have great food, but they also have great drinks and such cool vintage arcade games, like the old cabinet-style games. I'm talking... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, hell yeah. Sign me up. That place is great. And John is the mastermind behind this whole project. He's helped tactively build a team around him that all works really well together. Him and the team at Three Lives all are so great together. They all kind of complement each other. And this is all about how John turned his idea into reality. I hope you enjoy this episode. Keep it PG thirteen, I think. Yeah, no, that's fine. There's, I don't really, I don't really care. It just goes out in the <laughs> the internet world. It's in the ether. What are you gonna do? Yeah, right, dude. I can't believe you're in the back room of Three Lives right now, <laughs> doing this. Yeah, that's you, even never, cooler. you never, you never seen it, right? So no, yeah, I, I just, I just set up the uh, my board here, my to do, my bills, things here, things to do. Um, because we opened up last week, I've just started to get last week's numbers rolling in and then have the goal for what the next week is because I'm just, I have to, um, I'm reintroducing myself into the administration side of things. Yeah. Have you, uh, you're very again. organized. Have you been in the restaurant business before? Uh, yeah, about 10, 10 plus years of the restaurant business, but, um, never a lot of admin stuff. So mm-hmm. it kind of just, it uh, it's just kind of a learn as you go kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Do you just, think that's as long like as you're organized? Part? Yeah, I think um, any any one of my weaknesses would be the hardest part, and I think that's definitely one of my weaknesses. Is but I'm I'm organized, so as long as I can wrap my head around what the problem is, it's solvable. You know. 
Yeah, right, for sure. Do you, who else helps you with your admin stuff, or is it just you? Um, my sister was taking the brunt of that. She set up payroll for us, and she set up a few other things. Um, but uh, she's stepping down from her position to focus on her um, Wonderlost life, um, which is her business. And uh, she's writing a book for that right now. And um, so she's uh, showed me the ropes nice. on how to do do these things that she's implemented. And I'm just kind of restructuring it and reorganizing it and doing it the way that I would do things. You know, she's, you know, uh, there's 20 ways to skin a cat or something, yeah. right? Yeah, right. So, or there's many ways up the mountain, yeah. right? There's lots of different metaphors and analogies we can go through. But uh, so whatever works for me, as long as as long as I'm doing the tasks that are needed, then yeah. I can just do it my way. So Yeah, right. No, that's yeah. it's the same in real estate. Real estate's the same way. There's so many different ways you can do it, and there's not really right or wrong ways. As long as you don't get into obviously legal trouble, then it's pretty it's pretty straightforward in that sense. With uh, mm-hmm. three lives has been a, a long journey, huh? Since you started, how did this idea come into your head? Okay, yeah. I mean, we're start, we've already started the podcast, right? This is it, then, right? Yeah, totally. We're rocking. <laughs> okay, so uh, it was like. Three or four years ago, I think three years ago, um, that makes it 2018. Uh, I think 2017, I had seen the vision, didn't think it was possible. And I was working at Mirbo at the time. And uh, I had just been given the position of Aqua Terrace bartender. Whoa, which that is really like, fancy. It's, it sounds very fancy. It just means I was a pool boy. And I would make drinks and stuff like that for people, mm. but it was it was a great position to have because I was one. I got to keep all the tips to myself because it's just you down there next to like this hot tub spa, and you have a an ongoing list of all the sessions that are happening at the spa. So you know, okay, I have two hundred and fifty people today, all me. And you're making the drinks, you're going out, you're serving them, you're taking them back in, you're washing all the dishes, hand-washing them, you're going fast, and then you're going up three flights of stairs to go grab their food, and you're coming back down with a handful of stuff, oh my God. hoping you don't slip, right? Oh and then going back to making all the drinks again, and then bringing the food up. So uh, I learned how to be I, chaos. Yeah, it ensued. But every day was a, a new drink of the day, a new drink of the week. So it was a lot of fast growth. And during that time, uh, I, I met a lot of business owners um, who helped me, I guess, influenced me in the way where it's like, I, how do I get on the other side of the bar? Everyone's always coming in every weekend, you know, um, how do I get, how do I become them? And right. I noticed that they're all business owners and I'm like, well, that's what I have to do to do to have the enjoyment and fulfillment that they have with their free time. So I think it's time to start. So for a year, I just interviewed as many business owners as I could. And I met a lot of them and I still have some of their phone numbers and things like that. And I actually ended up getting a job with, with a couple of them. Um, I went over to the Krebs after two years of being acquaintances with Weitzman and, um, and then the Krebs introduced me to, uh, I, I turned into their bar manager and that's when I really learned a lot about managerial and I was only there for six to eight months. Right. right? And um, I learned a lot from Michael Lashak, 
and the Lashak brothers on re- on restaurant management and things like that, and just kind of how to orient yourself and or and uh, give direction to the business that you are in. And uh, he was great. He was a catalyst in my growth um, there. And then because I took over the bar management position from um, another gentleman who was there before me, uh, blanking right now on the name, but he's a great bartender. He had a lot of extra bottles and stuff on hand. There's like, I've never heard of Velvet Falernum and I've never heard of um, green chartreuse before all these all these new things and and Lillet. and I'm sitting here sitting on uh, thousands of dollars of stock and wines that I've never heard of and I'm like okay well now it's time to pick up the slack and we got to sell this product so I learned again a ton about that side of the business um, in a short period of time it's like almost like fake it till you make it kind of thing yeah right yeah, it's like oh i can do that but then you just get thrown into the fire and and that's what happens in the restaurant business too it's like you you're you, you can only plan so much and then you just have to start and then you get thrown into the fire like okay well that sucked so tomorrow will be better yeah you know yeah for sure what was the biggest like going. surprise or shock to you going from like a bartender to now managing in something in that position um, I think the toughest thing was the fact that there was a lot of these liquors that I had never heard of before, you know, and, and when I had to jump in, um, honestly, when they threw me in as the bar manager, I actually had to act as the general manager for two or three weeks before the actual general manager came in from Florida because he, he had been, he moved back home and he wasn't quite there yet. So, um, there was things that I wasn't prepared for, like knowing, like I said before, it's like there was so many wines on the list. I haven't even, it's my first day. I haven't even had the taste tests of these wines yet. Yeah, right. And, and I'm, and I'm, and, and the servers are coming up to me. I'm the Nick, the, the new guy. And um, they're like, Hey John, I need you to go talk to this table. I need you to upsell one of the wines. They're curious as to what's going to go with the pork tonight. And I'm just like, great yeah i can i've talked about wines before i know i know my basics from mirbo but this is all it's all new it's like a whole new language now so I'm, I'm going over there and my boss is sitting behind me and the i'm at the table and they're like yeah so what's in this dish and what's in this and i blanked on a name and, and my boss just rang me i goes that was the most embarrassing thing in my life like i don't know why you're even here Whoa, holy and, cow. And, dude yeah so it's taking criticism like that and and just taking it and just being like, okay, well, they're not wrong in a way. It's just the way that they're presenting the information to you, which sucks. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I'm sorry I embarrassed you. I'm sorry I did let you down. But there's, I guess there's no excuse in some of these things, you know, especially in fine dining like that. But and that's why I like what I'm doing now. You just started three hours ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Dude, trust me. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was a big learning curve. But again, it's like you have to get thrown in the fire to – to kind of uh to make it uh it's not it's not always the case you can obviously always study up ahead of time and and do things like that but be well prepared but you're gonna get thrown in the fire like you said yeah yeah so what what was uh, the spark that gave you the idea to do three lives like you did all your research and how to run a business how to operate a business 
what mm-hmm. made you think uh, like arcade restaurant? So I knew that um, Syracuse didn't have one at the time. And I knew that the market was growing. I did a bunch of research for it. But I think it was the fact that I've been a gamer my whole life. And because I knew the back of house, I knew the front of house. I knew that I could at least cook stuff. I knew that I could at least make some drinks. I knew that it was enough to get all my ideas on the paper and develop a business plan. And the next step was to just implement that business plan and find the people that I could trust to implement the tasks that I had sort of written down, you know? Yeah. Was there a strategy to who you hired and for what reason? And I asked you that question because, you know, Mike and I are, are frequent over at three lives and we always comment how like the crew that you have all works together. You guys always have like a great time. Always seems like you guys like, and that's really important, right? Hell yeah, dude. You got to fucking love who you work with. Yeah. I tell everybody you, you have to, I could work anywhere as long as the management's cool. As long as the people are cool. It didn't matter what I was doing. I could be doing landscaping and, and, and be miserable with the work, but like I'm working alongside my best friends. Like that'd be great. No, but so this way it's, yeah. Um, I, I met Josh first last year. So I was, I think I was either going out handing around flyers. I don't even know if I even had the space yet. I just, I had, I, I might've just been, I may have gotten the space, but I met Josh over at Al's one in whiskey, which is right across the street from us. Yeah. Great, great place. Great bartenders. And, um, I, he must've been wearing a gaming shirt and I was like, Hey man, great shirt. And just like handed him a flyer. And he's like, wait a minute. Like, this is, this is what's happening. I'm like, yeah. So he was, Josh was actually going to, was in development with a barcade with um, the lady who owns Otro Cinco and Alto Cinco. I guess, do you know the wildflower space across from Original Grain? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they looked at that place for development. I did too, but it was a huge build out if, if you were to do something like that there. But they had the money, they had the funds, and they were going to do this like a couple of years ago. But um, And Josh had done all the research for it, picked out all the games and had all the drinks ready and stuff like that, but it had fallen through. And um, so we talked about that a little bit. So it was like, wow, we we are on a parallel path. Yeah, I was just thinking. And, that. He, and, and he happens to be a bar manager already, what he's doing. And he's been in the field for forever. He likes gaming. He's a cool person. He, he can chill. Um, he's funny. He's goofy. He's calm, relaxed, composed, um, and a very hard worker. Um, and yeah, I call that dude very stoic. Like, there's not really... Oh, yeah. I, I've only yeah. had very limited uh, interactions with him, but he's... I never see his emotions swing one way or the other. Other than no. I did talk about Dungeons & Dragons, and that dude lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> he does love D&D. It's D&D! So, <laughs> he, uh, dude, he... Uh, yeah, he is very stoic in that way, and uh, he does chime in with a lot of wisdom. And, and I'm telling you, man, I'm not the perfect person and I'm not the perfect business owner and I'm not the perfect employee. Um, so my shortcomings, my, you know, my friends here, Zach and Josh and, and my sister, Nikki and anybody else, they can tell me plainly like, John, I don't think that's the right move or John, have you thought about this? And I'm very open-minded with that because everything's so fresh. You have to stay, open to all the possibilities especially during covid yeah right <laughs> you know so so josh 
so Josh is very wise in in some of his in some of his ways too. He yeah, we joke we call him we call him. I mean we don't all call him this, but like he's the, he's the oldest one here. But we always joke about his age, I guess. But he's the he's the wor- the wise man. Okay, the wise I guess wizard. We'll he's the wise wizard. Yeah, <laughs> he's the alch- the winky alchemist, the wise wizard. Um, yeah, or yeah, it's, so it's great. And the and timing then, uh, for you opening three lives was how how did that go with the shutdown? Because I feel like you opened up a few weeks before everything got shut down. Or am I am I thinking of it wrong? With the opening, yeah. Um, so the projected date was back in April or May. And then with COVID, the contractors were not essential workers. So then it was delayed then again a few months. That's what it was. So, that we had, so then we had to open up in August. And then when we opened up in August, things were, we were set to go. We were abiding by all the new, you know, we had a cert, we had a set floor plan, you know, developed by the team over at Gearhearts, Pat Lashak and myself and, um, and Rowan and, um, all that had to go you know it's like okay now we have to plan for six feet apart uh we're moving everything around every single damn day was a new floor plan yeah because the last one didn't work for us you know and we were gonna do uh kiosk you know you walk in you order your food at the kiosk then you have to go get the food and drink it or then you have to go get a drink at the bar and do your thing so everything kind of switched up and then we ended up going to what we all already knew which was just seated dining and we're like well of course the first time that we do seated dining it's almost flawless because we've <laughs> all been in that same situation uh, countless times yeah and, and and that's when we decided okay let's stick to this style of service uh until covid restrictions lift and and then we'll think about something new for that um but I also want to touch back on how I on why Zach's here too. Oh yeah, yeah. I touched up on I touched up on Josh, but Zach, um, I think it was uh, I had had a chef in mind, um, and he was working on developing a, a menu with us. This was pre-COVID. Uh, this young kid, and um, just he was a go-getter but kind of kind of quiet and a little shy at, at times but definitely passionate about his work so we're like okay this kid you know and he was in our price range so we're like okay this this let's work with this let's work with this kid and then COVID hit and uh got ghosted for three weeks and i go okay well i can't just keep trying to get him back on board so i had already been following zach on facebook yeah. Uh, Zach and I have been in bands that have played together for the past 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we've, we're acquaintances. I don't know about 10 years, but we've been acquaintances for a long time. And um, he was cooking at home, catering, live streaming his things. And yeah. I'm like, again, this is, I already had my eye on him. And then I made a post looking for a head chef on Facebook and half of the people that commented on it were like Zach Cavallo. And That's I was like, funny. this is a, I'm like, this is a great sign because I'm already, I already have my eyes on this person. I've already been scouting him. It's time to send the message out. And then we met, I think we probably met once or twice and just talked, walked the city and uh, discussed some of our ideas and some of the ideas I would like implemented and shoot shit back and forth. And he's just a great guy. 
so like we got along great and like i said before i can work with anybody if i get along with them and zach will joke he's like john hired me before even tasting my food and that's true <laughs> i listen i knew the food i knew the food would be good no matter what if i had to pull a recipe from gordon ramsay or if i you know and make it my own i didn't i didn't care i i knew the food was, would be good because we have a solid team you know i i trusted the fact that um we have enough experience between all of us that if if something tastes bad we know how to fix it you know yeah so um yeah, it's not, and that's how that's how Zach got on board too. And then my sister was involved and, and still is involved a little bit, but she's taking the back road now. And obviously, I've known my sister my entire life, and she's uh, she's an entrepreneur. She's uh, she start she starts up startups. Oh wow! <laughs> if that makes if that makes sense. Yeah. She she started up uh, Parisa. She helped. I think she helped open up Parisa's, which was now three one seven Montgomery, which is how we've my sister and I first worked together there. Um, it was just downtown and then she opened up Citronelle. She had her own, uh, pie business out in London. So she started that up. She got, uh, uh awarded, um, grants and things like that for being like an entrepreneur of the, of the year there or something like that. And so when it came time through COVID my, my parents were just like, you know, we can see from an outsider's perspective, like how you both can fill in each other's gaps right now and how, you know, I never have to worry about my sister stealing from the drawer. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. You know, and she's always going to be there. But she's my mental mentor, as I've said before many right. times. Is every time I was in a lull, she would be like, okay, you got this, dude. Like, what's the issue today? And we'll figure it out. And she's very, she's very calm in that sense. And then I could be there for her, too, if there was ever an issue. You know, it's like it was a good yin and yang uh, yeah, scenario. I think that's super important, especially when you talk about two people running a business, you know, and especially I came from a retail background and some of the best people I've worked with is like you said, where my weaknesses are, which is usually like HR and all the insurance, like all that stuff is not my strong. I could write a schedule. Yeah, sure. No problem. But yeah. the other person that I worked with, Judy, she would be, she was on top of all that stuff. And I kind of like you said, a yin and yang, I could, I was a better merchandiser than she was, you know, like it was, it's a good balance between the two, which makes an even, I think a stronger team, especially when they work together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My father always says uh, one plus one is always greater than two. Yeah. Yeah. No, th I like that. That's which really cool. A, which is a funny thing to say. Cause you're like, no dude, one plus one's always two. <laughs> but yeah. But in the sense of, 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 of team effort, you get more done. You can go. You can go a further distance having someone have be your support system. Yeah. No. You know. You I, need a support. You need a support system. This. None of this could be possible without even the help from my neighbors, like over at Funk. You know, or or the most, or just people I've met, or like you. You know, like there's a lot of support. You know, yeah, and people especially for, people during forget. right now, right? Especially during yeah. COVID. Like you guys have mm -hmm. had to really adapt and kind of change course how have you guys still preserved like still kept things moving right like what did how did you guys come up with all these various ideas like it was not just you guys couldn't serve it was takeout only and then you guys started streaming from the lobby like how did this all come about 
Okay. Well, I, I think the first couple of changes that we had to implement was, well, when we first opened, you know, our arcade machines were shut down by the state. The state liquor authority called me. I'm sitting outside pulling people in from the reservations and um, Nikki and, and all them come outside and like the whole team came outside was just like waiting for my reaction because the SLA was like, John, you have to shut your games down right now. And like, that was the whole gimmick, right? It's like the games were a gaming bar. Yeah. And so my reaction was, okay, guys, we do what we do. You ever seen, uh, I think it's called chef or it's called burnt or something. It's a movie. No, I don't think uh, where it's like a Michelin. They're going for their Michelin star. And, uh, the Michelin star people are coming into the restaurant and uh, they know because they've placed a spoon or a fork at, at the bottom of the table waiting for someone to come pick it up and see if anyone notices. And so they rush into the chef um, and they're like, hey, we think these are the Michelin star guys here. They have the spoon or the fork that's on the floor. It's got to be them. And he just turned and everyone's like freaking out, like panicking, you know, with that adrenaline. And then the chef's just like, who's usually the hothead, he just goes okay, well, let's just do what we do. We know we're great. Let's just do what we do. So going in with that mentality every day, it's just like, we're not perfect, but let's just do what we do because we have a great, you know, a great team behind us. So, um, but the first thing that had happened was SLA calls and says, okay, my arcade machines have to go shut down. All right, guys, we just do what we do. Let's just keep moving forward. So we said, uh, I, I said right there is like the, after the next week, I think that's when we developed that shop menu because since the games were shut down, it's like, how do we, how do we still maintain an interactiveness? How do we still be interactive with the tables? Because we want people to play games. What's the, I, I know what it is, but for the people listening, that might not know what is the yeah, shop. We, we have, okay. So we have a role for a shot menu, which it's not it a totally, yeah, it's amazing. And it's not totally a um, original idea. It's been implemented by, I think there's a place in Canada that has it too. I think it's the Crow's Manor or something. Um, but it was just like, Josh plays D&D. Josh um, helped, Josh did the basic development of what all the shots were. Um, and then we all had fun naming them. So we have a 20-sided dice that each number corresponds to a different shot. And number one is critical miss, which is like jalapeno juice and tequila, which some people love, some people hate, right? It's a critical <laughs> mess. And then 20 would be your um, pack a punch. If you play Call of Duty, you pack a punch one of your weapons, you've just upgraded it. So pack a punch allows you to choose any one of the 19 other shots and double it up. You pack right. a punch that shot, you now get two. So that helped us maintain the gaming aspect of, you know, no games during COVID. And then we did the same thing with the mac and cheese menu, the Zach and cheese menu, uh, which is fun for people who don't drink. Um, so, so that was like the first ma major pivot was we don't have any games. There's our gimmick, but there's again, a lot of silver linings through all this whole, this whole process. And the things that I'm so thankful for is like, if people only came in for the games, they would have never tr really tried the food or really tried some of the drinks that we offer. Mm -hmm. And with that said, it's like, 
well, fuck, Zach's a great fucking chef and Josh's a great fucking bartender. Right. So thank, thank God they, they're not here for just the games. They can enjoy and people can start talking about the other things that we offer because Three Lives has many meanings. Originally, Three Lives was you pop a quarter into an arcade machine. What do you start off with? Three Lives three lives right so 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 it was an homage right yeah to uh to video games without like knowing what we were all about if you just heard three lives it could be anything right but if you're thinking gaming related then it might ring a bell of retro games or games now but then also three lives corresponds to the three hearts of the business the bar the food and then the games oh shit i didn't even put that together uh-huh. Yeah. So I wanted to treat each department equally. So I was thankful that people were adamant about trying the food since the games were down. They still had to enjoy their time while they were there. So let's let's create that environment. Let's really give them um, a good show. You know, I, I, I always feel like we're putting on a show when, when somebody steps in. I'm always trying to think of some new pun when you walk in the door. That's why when you walk in the door now, your number of visits on your ID is equal to your level when you walk into Three Lives. I want it to be an interactive thing. I have lots of new things coming up that I just I need more time to develop them. Um, but some really, really fun things like a loyalty program um, where you walk in and um, say it's your first time. I'm going to say, OK, pick your path. You're, you're, you've, you've walked in. I want you to be known as your avatar. We have a Discord. You can be known as your avatar. Pick a path. Do you want to be the alchemist path where you get food, where you get drink discounts? Do you want to go the path of the barbarian where you get uh, food discounts? Awesome. Or do you want to pick the, pick the path of like the thief who can just kind of like get merch discounts and other things like that that we're offering? Or maybe it's a VIP pass down the road, but it's just like, there's going to be quests involved, which each with each of these paths that you choose, and then I have a I have a I don't have it here. It's like a it's a hole puncher, but it has it's shaped like a heart. So a hole punch the quest card for you as you oh, nice. as you like level up, you know, and uh, it'll be a loyalty program just dedicated to your specific path, and then we can try and branch off off of that. It's like so, a, I immediately think of. Uh... Like World of Warcraft, you have to kill five boars and then bring in their tusk for you to get a punch on your card. Bro. Fetch quest. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. Like, yo, bring 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 me five shots you guys took tonight. Those are your four tusks. Dude, I'm, I'm so into it. Like, I just want I just want you to be walking into a video game when you come here. You know, we're all we're all nerds. Like I I just would I just love the idea of like you you someone coming in being like Checking in, checking in on the Discord and be like, "Hey guys, I'm here. I'm at a table, whatever. I'm at the Nintendo table, uh, and it's like from from Bowser, you know what I mean? And then like someone, someone else chimed in. I'll, I'll come meet you over there. Let's who can get the new high score in Galaga tonight? Like, but be known by your alias, you know? Yeah, it's right. I think I honestly I think like the way the future is going is uh, with the world. It's like people need to have their own identity, and this. You know, gaming really gives people a different identity. When you walk, when you're in World of Warcraft and you're an orc, or, or when you're in Skyrim and and you're a, a you know a high elf or something, and you get to really fully immerse yourself in, in this other alternative lifestyle. Yeah, it's a form you know? of escapism, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think that was that was part of my business plan was to say that you know, three lives is an alternative life. 
alternative lifestyle or nightlife. I think that's what I call it, an alternative to your nightlife or an alternative nightlife because you can be anybody you want to be and you're accepted, you know? That's Just don't be an asshole. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, it's like you said, there's a silver lining with this whole thing because uh, going back to like the Josh's rolling for the shot, if you guys had like... I'm sure that would have come up in the future. Like, I'm sure you guys would have implemented that in the future. But mm-hmm. having that now is so much cool because that, that's already in place. It's already a program you can keep going. You could always, like, change it and put new shots in. Like, there's always mm-hmm. a silver lining to this to this craziness and this madness that's going on. Yeah, yeah. And we wouldn't have never have uh, gone viral on TikTok uh, thanks to Dustin Dean Magic, who was just um, a patron that came in one day enjoyed his time and filmed it and then it got millions of clicks and views or whatever and then dude we had people coming in from different states you know quarantining wow. just to come three lives holy cow was there yeah, like un- an immediate real. Uh, surge in people that came through after that happened yeah dude it it got us through the first like you know when things started getting colder outside and and things were slowing down it's like that researched us like Wednesdays were popping Thursdays were popping things that we had people that people were coming in. I w- every time uh, someone comes in that I have not seen before, I go, how did you hear about us? And that entire, that entire month, TikTok, um, I funny, or I, I saw you on, you know, uh, a Dungeons and Dragons uh, page or something. It's like places that I could never have thought. had access. Have had, yeah. a thought or have had, had access to um was getting uh, you know we were getting notar- notar- notarized not- noticed <laughs> yeah i saw that video was him just it was like uh tavern music playing in the background and him just showing him rolling a dice and you get the shot and that was so wild that must have been so crazy to see yeah no it was it was a blessing again another silver lining you know had we not pivoted and and just had we just given up like okay no games We'll just we'll just keep doing what we do, uh, you know. Or well, that's insanity, you know. So yeah. when it when it comes to the games, how did you pick them out? The arcade games. How did you know which ones you wanted in the restaurant? So there was, I okay. Well, I picked them based on the ones that I knew immediately, because there's some ones out there that I didn't know that I feel like people weren't going to be attached to, you know, like you have to have some of the staples, Simpsons, mm-hmm. Pac-Man, you know? Um, so I definitely went for the games that I knew. And then when I ordered them, I also tried to get as many two player and four player games as I could, because I want more quarters in the machines. Like at Ninja once. Turtles. Yeah. Like Ninja Turtles, dude. Oh, yeah, exactly. My jam. Yeah, dude, I I love Ninja Turtles. I still haven't I still haven't beaten it. I beat it on the Xbox years ago with some friends online because they had like released it for the Xbox 360, and uh, we had beaten it then. But I I got to do it again. And and these these machines actually um, are are Raspberry Pis, so I can actually throw in um, the other turtles in there too. Oh, not so that's turtles these like they're Raspberry Pis with the cabinets built around them. Yeah, so these were all custom made. Yep. Damn. And I've been I've been hesitant to say anything about that because some people really do like the nostalgic 
of old machines and then they come in these machines look all brand new and refurbished it's because they really they really are they're built from scratch from from, from a gentleman but uh there is anything uh, negative about it because it's still a it's still a nostalgic feeling right you walk up you get to put that quarter in and you still for me it reminds me of being like 12 again and going to uh uh, fun junction right you put the token in you'd get the click and then you could play a time crisis or uh funscape yeah. was another one too and i don't think it matters what age it's just the the content they're playing you know yeah so i'm hoping to get those games back sometime i know tomorrow there's another announcement on zones mm-hmm. from the state and hopefully they're gonna lift some of the yellow zone restrictions off oh we're hoping for midnight be open till midnight because yeah. we hit our stride, I was talking to Zach today. We hit our stride at like 9 30, 10 o'clock. People are getting ready for more drinks, and it's like, oh, we all got to go. Right. Like, sorry, 10 o'clock's here. It's like, it's not even their bedtime yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, did you, uh, I saw that you had given the games to the most, right, to use for a while? Or yeah, exactly. That's where I was going with it too. Yeah, so we have an exhibit over at the most. The most is open. I think it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning, um, with a little break in between, up until I think five. So, uh, because they were so generous in housing our stuff, um, I decided uh, let's just split the quarters, fifty fifty, and. Um, yeah, so we've been doing since then. So, so people can still play. if you go to the most, you're allowed to play them there, but not at your restaurant. Yeah, it's kind of a backwards thing because it's a, it's a small there's a loophole with it. Uh, so the state liquor authority, when they called, they you know, they told me you have to shut the games down. I can't even have an Xbox at the bar, which is part of the business plan too, right? It's renting controllers to play games at the bar. That's um, a genius so, idea, <laughs> dude. I mean, it's it's everything I want, you know. So. We found a loophole in the fact that because they're not serving any alcohol, because they are a museum where things can be touched and maintained, they're allowed to use that. Otherwise, it's um, uh, bars and restaurants uh, can't have amusement devices on location because it draws crowds. Right. I thought it was this whole fucking thing was being sanitary. Yeah, that's what I thought. It turns out it's just because it draws crowds. And it's just like, dude, well, it's it doesn't matter if it draws crowds. You can only fit 30 fucking people in here right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's it going to matter? We're keeping capacity, you know? So right. we're abiding by all the CDC guidelines. And there's, there's no reason why we couldn't. Because even when we first started, we had the machines six feet apart from each other. And you would walk up. You would sit down. You could eat and sit down, have your mask off. And in front of you was the cabinet. So you could sit there and play. Right, and they they didn't want to have that. Uh, so <laughs> but silly. It's, it's it's it is so silly, you know. I think I think the the way that uh, everything went was a little a little strange, but we have to learn from our mistakes, and so does the state. You know, yeah. they they had to realize that when we go into a yellow zone, when we go into an orange zone, what the repercussions actually are. You know, and that the fact that it's it's not totally fair for uh, one restaurant to have restrictions and the other one not to. That are literally a block away. That are a block away. And it's like, well, sorry, neighbor. Good for me or whatever. Right. So um, 
but uh, so you know, everyone's learning from those those mistakes, uh, including the state. So I think that you know, and now we see that the transmission rate in bars and restaurants is the lowest factor when it comes to transmission and COVID under under one percent, under one and a half percent. You know, where like the major transmission rate was family gatherings and just like social outings that had no CDC guidelines in place, right. you know, because the, safe, the safest places to be right now are are the places that require masks yeah. and total distancing. And and we're going out of our way to not get shut down because we have to enforce these things, because otherwise we get fined and penalized and lose our liquor licenses if someone gets caught without a mask. Yeah. So we do our due diligence to enforce these things when people are here not just for our sake, but for people's safety, you know, and and uh, to keep those numbers low so that we can go back to a normal life. Man, I hope it's soon. I hope it's around the corner. Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't think it is. Yeah. I I when when COVID first hit back in February, March, when when the news of, of, of uh, the strain coming over here and the amount of attention it got from the media, I was like, Yo, here comes that apocalypse I've been I've been talking about, you know? <laughs> My parents are like, nah, dude, just just chill. Just quarantine, dude. Quarantine for three weeks, you'll be good. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys I'm like, you guys don't understand what what's happening right now. This yeah. is a global pandemic. This is like the zombie apocalypse, you know, you know? Yeah, bonkers. And uh, yeah, dude. And and I'm like, I'm like, mom, dad, like, this is gonna be here for the entire year. And they're like, no, no, three weeks max. I'm like, you guys have, I have a feeling about this, Yeah, you know? And so my feeling about 2021 is that it's still here to stay. I'm not saying it. I'm still positive for 2021. I'm just trying to be, I'm not trying to disappoint myself or disappoint anybody else. Yeah. I think we'll be having to wear masks the rest of the year. Yeah. I I, that's just me. the same. You know, and, and it's good. It's great to think positively. Like a lot of, a lot of the other restaurant owners today, when I went over to Heritage Hill for our for our chili cookout meeting, um, today I got to meet the rest of them, and people are still shut down. Shifties is still shut down, um, and we're just talking. He's like, you know, we hope that uh, April May brings new change, and it could. Maybe the laws change, but you know, I don't feel like. As being in the industry, I don't feel like we should get rid of the masks, even if the laws change. Yeah. You know, not not for a while, dude. Not until everybody else has taken them off. You know, I don't I don't want to be the first person to do it. I just it's it's I think it's an attractive trait also to be the safe to be the safe ones. Mm-hmm. Just to you be, know, just to be sure. Just to be sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's like Japan's way of life. When you're out and about, if you feel sick, you wear a mask when you're out. Like, this is even oh, pre-COVID. Like, they're, if you have the sniffles, you wear a mask out of courtesy for everybody else, which I think was interesting. Yeah. Isn't that painting behind you, the the great wave? Isn't that uh, oh, yeah. a Japanese artist? Yeah. Yeah, it's one, my, uh, one of my favorite. He did, like, a, a series of a bunch of them. It's actually, like, a wood press print. This one is just a, just a flag, but the original, the OG one, was, like, a wood press one. Yeah, I think it's huge. Yeah, no, it's but massive. yeah, yeah, Japan's clean as Japan's clean as fuck. Uh, my buddy uh, Ben, uh, 
he uh he's a tattoo artist uh he owns resurrected he yeah, uh bends the shit he was, that dude yeah dude Bend he's my doppelganger when i grow a big mustache yeah. He, yeah. i look just alike dude 100 uh, <laughs> percent. dude we used to, he, we used to get confused i would be at a show and it would be so loud in there i'd get these girls coming up to me and they'd be like pointing to a tattoo of a bird on their arm they're like and I'm like, what do you? T-? I'm like, great, yeah, great tattoo. They're like, you did this, you did this. It's awesome. I remember me. And I'm like, I'm not Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. That's not me. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so he went to Japan. He told me all about it. He he fucking loves Japan. Yeah, he did. He does all the tr- like the traditional. I forget the name of it. The tattoos. The, yeah, the fucking stabs you with a giant stick. Yep. One. <laughs> the you know the traditional stabs you with a giant bamboo stick. <laughs> Yeah, Jamola was the one that actually tattooed me. I love all those dudes are so nice over there. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you? What kind of? What, how many tattoos do you have? I just have two on my calves. I just have uh, octopus on the scuba yeah. diver. When I was oh, at nice. eighteen, I'm like Jamola, give me a tattoo, and I just I knew. I think I followed him on Instagram, and he did a couple of my buddy's other tattoos, and I just loved his work. And yeah, dude, talking Jamola, to him, you're like, how do you? I love this guy. So funny. Yeah, he's, he's so funny. So, he's so funny. Yeah, he's got some good dry humor, man. Yeah, hundred percent. I love it. So, uh, what uh, what big events have you had at Three Lives? Big events that we've had. Well, we we did our zombie brunch, which was really fucking fun. You know, nice. we all dressed cool. up as zombies. It was uh, it was one Sunday in October. It was uh, I think it was before Halloween. Yeah, it was the Sunday before Halloween. Uh, otherwise, it would have been the Sunday after Halloween, which had been in november which i didn't feel like zombie-ish then so yeah. we did that um man i can't i honestly i can't really remember some of the other things that we've done but besides uh we have our 80s night coming up soon yeah, um, so what's 90s, uh, what's that all about 80s, 80s weekend and 90s weekend is just a take on remembering the 80s and the 90s and just kind of having that nostalgia hit you again of being kids because i'm 29 years old we're both around the same age and going back and feeling the nineties and like listening to the songs we grew up with mm-hmm. is just, it makes me want to play some of the games I grew up playing, you know, <laughs> yeah. or just having some of those memories. So it's the music, some of the food options and just some of the aesthetic value. I'm going to try and get those, uh, those nineties cups that are like oh, those yeah, solo yeah. cups, you know, the ones with the squigglies on them. Yeah. Yeah. Get some of those in there. Um, and same thing with the eighties, you know, we'll dress up. Um, maybe I'll get my MC hammer pants out or something oh, and, uh, get my, get my windbreaker jacket going on. <laughs> just have fun. Just listen to eighties tunes and, and stuff that sounds like it's from the eighties. And how'd you guys just celebrate those times? Um, I mean, that's just, a. I think it was just something you do when you operate a bar arcade, you, you know, it's, 80s theme is kind of uh ingrained in you i suppose you know yeah right so it was it was kind of like a no-brainer just to do these things it's just sometimes it's difficult to implement these things because it's not just as simple as saying all right here's the event and we're just going to throw a playlist together there's a lot more work involved with um with the planning and staging of that so that's what we're doing now and it's in the next couple of weeks and yeah that's cool. That's what's uh so what's next for Three Lives? What do you guys have any big plans or big things that you guys are touring around with or are you not trying to give oh. away anything? 
Sorry, I just remembered we also had that uh, Delor- that DeLorean here, the time machine. Oh yeah, event. Back to the Future. That fucking was so cool. Dude, My how buddy did you from- set that up? Yes, that was, uh, awesome. that was that was set up from. I was on tour back in the day. Uh, I was I played in a metal band, and uh, we toured with this band uh, from Rhode Island and Jersey and Mass. And uh, one of the one of the bass players, because I was playing bass at the time, one of the bass players uh, now uh, runs like this runs like this DeLorean time machine thing where he takes the car shows with him and his friend who built this whole thing. And they happen to be in Rochester and they're like, Hey, we're passing, we're going to pass through Syracuse. And then we just have to go to the barcade, you know, the bar arcade That's that you guys have there. It'd be great. Let's, let's set, some, set something up. So we did and roped it off and shit like that. But I was just trying to remember all the events. I'm like, 2020 is such a blur, dude. Yeah. You know, we've been closed more months than we've been open. Which is insane, especially as a new business, right? Like that had to be so stressful. My my parents try to remind me how fortunate we are as a business, as a new business, because there's so many pre-existing businesses that are actually closing permanently, and here we are with no more startup capital, still making our way tr- trudging through. You know, yeah. So, yeah, and that's that's big, like because, like you said, a lot of places didn't really make it through through this thing. Yeah, which is which is sad because now I'm understanding. I'm now understanding their pain, you yeah. know, um, and I think a lot of the uh, I think a lot of Syracuse doesn't understand, um, you know, each other's lives, obviously. So, if you're not in the industry, you're not going to understand just how difficult it has been it feels like a depression for these for these owners yeah it feels like we're going through a depression where other people have continued to work and can work from home and do things some things haven't changed for people right. they just have to put a mask on when they go out but for a lot of other people it's like a recession it feels like a depression and it's going to be an economic downturn for a few years you know we're going to hit yeah. we're going to feel the ripples of this for years to come but uh, but things are looking up. I, I honestly, that's how I feel. So well, I think you guys uh, managed to stay successful because you guys are always shifting and trying to come up with new things, right? When you guys were in the orange zone, you were. I remember you were saying like, "Oh shit, what do we get it? What are we gonna do? Oh, we we'll just stream from the restaurant. We're gonna stream right. video games, so we're gonna play video games." as well as give people takeout like that's what restaurants going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 There are some, there are some new, I'm, uh, I would like to say the word groundbreaking, but it's, it's uh, innovative, I suppose, in a way where it's like no one's live streaming their service, you yeah. know, no one's live streaming how to make the burger behind the bar and the drinks behind the bar and things like that. And we just wanted to keep people really involved because we had made so many friends and, and so many supporters from the three months that we were open, it was so sad to just say, all right, bye. It was like, Oh, we're still here. You know, we still want to have relevancy. And, um, it was an easy pivot. I mean, not totally easy because it was like still learning new, new things, you know, learning how to stream and, and things like that. So, um, but it was the easiest shift in, in the sense that, um, 
oh, we get to play video games for a living now. Yeah. You right. know, or whatever. Uh, but I mean, we're a gaming forward bar, so it was, it only made sense to go in that direction, yeah. you know, and um, to incentivize donations with actual product and goods felt a lot better than just taking donations or making a GoFundMe or something where it's just like no one's getting anything in return. If, I don't want people to feel cheated or, or something. It's like we're brand new. You still don't even you still don't even know us yet. Yeah. You know, people don't even have the full scope of what what we want to achieve because we haven't been able to hit that 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 bell yet. You know, right. I, we've hit bells being open like that's a bell. You know, um, get my kudos for that. But like we're still I, I still have my plan A. I want to present to to Syracuse. You know, haven't quite gotten the plan A out yet. Yeah, it's with the games and stuff. Yeah, I think. Uh, man, I just I ho- I I'm hopeful that that shit will change. But with the live streaming, man, it's it's such a nice way for you to connect with customers and clients and people who aren't unable to make it in during that time. You know, and it it really yeah. showed like how genuine, like genuinely, how genuine you guys really like that place like how much you guys really enjoy being there and mm-hmm. love doing what you're doing which which showed even in the streaming yeah and we and the fact that we could gain other followers dude i got i have from streaming i've met the uh is this kid from i think he's from switzerland or something <laughs> you know because i'm sitting there playing halo talking to it was i think i was talking to you and i was talking to somebody else and i was sitting there playing halo or something and this kid comes in because he was just searching Halo mm-hmm. on Twitch. And then we start interacting. He's like, you know, if I ever come into the States, I'll be there. But there are a few other people locally, uh, Sticks, who, um, and some other people who found us from us streaming and would watch us and support us and ne- had never came in. And now that we're back open, now you see all these people from Twitch coming in. Yeah to the bar, right. you know, or, or they, or they were doing the takeout beforehand. So it was, it's been pretty, it's been pretty cool. Like there's so many different outlets to hit that I'm thankful that we're the gaming forward bar because we have, a, you know, uh, another crowd of people that these other places really don't have. Yeah. It's definitely you know? different, a different, uh, like clientele, I guess you could say. For sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's another demographic that I, I'm not a lot of, not a lot of other businesses are going to uh, really pick. Yeah, demographic was the one I was I was thinking of. What are your hours? You guys are shut. Are you guys closed for a couple of days a week? So we're working on expanding our hours, but currently, <clears throat> with the amount of labor that we need to stay under, uh, we are open three days a week: Thursday, Friday, and Saturday each week from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m. And that could change, you know, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, right, with the okay. announcement. Um, so if we can go back to five days a week, that would be goals right there. Right. Do you have uh, any ideas, like, what you're going to do? Are you going to keep the streaming on those those off days, like, even if it's just streaming from your house? Yeah, I think I, I need to have a little bit more free time of my own to do that. Um, currently, with the four days off and me picking up some more of the admin stuff, my days are still booked. Like I come into my office and I'm sitting here in front of my gaming computer and I, I just want to fucking play games right now. Right. But I'm like, I'll do, I'll play the games when I know I'm done with my work. Yeah. Right. 
and it never comes time to play those games (laughs) (laughs) Um, because there's so much I still really do enjoy coming up with um, flyers and things like that and, and, and doing, doing all the work. It, it is fun. Uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to, I just want to sit here and play some games. So, so with streaming, I think with that being said, if I can have some free time or set up, a, set up a schedule for myself where I can do that, it's just been a little difficult lately, but yeah, I need to, because there are some things coming up here that I will be streaming uh, like uh, I'm doing a TCG player announcement. We're partnering up with TCG player. Um, we'll be an affiliate with them. Um, oh, the trading where, card people. The trading card game. Yep. If you, so if anyone's not familiar, I think it's on Warren Street, TCG player. You that can buy and sell. Yeah. I mean, in a, in, a mar- in, a, in an economy where things are, where places are shutting down, uh, you've seen TCG player actually grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it's due to their online sales. So if, if you don't, if people don't know out there, and I might butcher this, but trading card game player TCG trading card game player uh, is a, basically like an Amazon shop for buying and selling trading cards. Um, Pokemon. I think it started off Magic the Gathering was huge, uh, and they probably do some other things too. But it takes a lot of work for people. Like you and me, I think we can sell our own cards. We have them on their website. We have to send them into them. They have their shipping and receiving side. People have to pull the cards in, check them, write them down, and then type in all the information on that specific card. And that takes a lot of manpower. And they have a huge team. Yeah. Have you ever been? Have you been able to go and check out that place? The uh, there's a, an attorney office that's in that same area, and I walked by it, and I literally I felt like. I was making people wow. uncomfortable because as I was walking, I was sitting, drinking coffee, <laughs> watching them work. I'm like, oh my god, this is like, this is like Santa's conveyor belt. Like people are working <laughs> so hard. There, there's a rudimentary system, yeah. uh, but it's huge. It's such a, it's such a system. They have well, they, it's part of their. Um, it's if you go inside, it's like they work at Google or, or something because it's so fun inside that place you walk in the main doors there is uh, a castle as soon as you walk in <laughs> and they and they actually want to build a dragon on top of that castle so that when you're at the second floor to get down to the first floor you just slide down the dragon tail can i just you say know? i like the idea of instead of a stuffy ceo that came up with that idea and was like trying to take advantage of the trading card community it's a nerd who loves what he does and wanted to help the people that he cares about right like that is not that's yeah. not a ce that's not a ceo's decision that's somebody like you or i that's like in that position yeah. right now. you know what'd be really cool a fucking dragon on that castle uh-huh exactly dude so it's like i i see it's chetty and, and chetty's vision and the reason why tcg player has stayed in Sy- and is in syracuse well i gotta pay for my parking again Oh, I'm getting knows. tickets like crazy, dude. They just upped tickets from thirty bucks to forty bucks now each ticket, and I'm oh, like, oh, okay, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, if you talk to anybody that works at TCG, they'll tell you it's like Syracuse is not the 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 best place for a shipping and receiving business uh, for these for trading cards. Um, it would have been a lot better to move it out to 
out west or something where you have all these other advantages of being a shipping and receiving uh, warehouse. Um, um, but because Chetty's from Syracuse and loves supporting local, he stayed here and yeah. has grown the economy here and giving there's like 150 new jobs. That's insane. You know, just this year alone, that, that's a lot of money. It's, that's a huge payroll. Right. You well, know, and the idea is shifting, right? Especially families. right now when you can't do anything in person. People want to do shit they can do at home, right? You could play, mm-hmm. if you had another person, you could play Magic the Gathering. You know, you could play, you could play Pokemon. Would, if you just need another body. Yeah. Dude, thanks for doing this. This has been a lot of fun. What, uh, if people want to get a hold of you or they want to go to the bar, like if they want to find you online, where's the best spots they can find you? Um, yeah, you just. Come down to 316 South Clinton Street. I'll be here. <laughs> uh, give us a phone call, 315-218-5001. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash, Facebook.com slash 3 Lives Bar. Uh, find us on Instagram, 3 Lives Bar. Uh, we're on TikTok. Um, still working on that. But, again, it's like 3 Lives Bar official. Um, and then we're on Discord. So you may have to get the uh, link from us, but you could look up three lives on Discord. Um, yes, yeah, what we'll yeah, do I is when uh, later on this week, just send me the, all the links and stuff, and I'll put it in the show description. So anybody listening right now can just go down to the description. They'll have boom everything they can find. You oh yeah, 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 that'd be easier. Hey guys, just go down here. Just go down here. <laughs> hey guys, here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I appreciate you. What you're doing in, with Three Lives is is awesome, and it's one of my favorite places. Yeah, man. Well, it, things are things are looking up, so well, we're gonna have a lot more fun. I hope I'm gonna see you soon because I think I'm gonna order some takeout from you guys this weekend. Ooh, yum! We love seeing your face. Likewise, dude. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate the hell out of you. This is Space Cadet Johnny from Three Lives signing off. Thank you so much for listening to the show. The love and support that you guys show me is such a wonderful thing. From the text messages to social media posts, it's just a constant reminder of how many awesome people I have in my life. If you want to support the show, make sure you subscribe, follow, like the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Share it with your friends and tell them what your favorite episode is. If you think yourself or someone you may know would be great on the podcast, reach out to me and we can make it happen. I love putting these out and getting a chance to talk to so many interesting people is so incredible. So thank you for giving me your time, and I appreciate you guys more than I can put into words. I love you people very much.